Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. I am Kyle Vissen, one of the owners of Rise Up Fitness. And I'm Addie Clark, one of the other owners of Rise Up Fitness. And today on our podcast, The Focused, why you, Addison Clark, will fail at your New Year's resolution. That is the meanest thing that you have ever said to me using my full name. <laughs> well, I didn't necessarily specifically mean why you are going to fail. Sure. But before we dive into this, let's look at some statistics. We like to back up stuff with facts here. And this Did is you know super interesting. That 75% of all statistics are made up. Are they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I love that one. Okay. So this is serious though. Looking at this uh, Statistic Brain Research Institute. So it has done some studies and... It estimates that over 40% of people will make a ser- serious New Year's resolution. So 40%, let's just get about half, let's say. 40% are gonna of make, Americans? Of Americans are going to make some sort of New Year's resolution that they you know care about. It's not just like I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. So more importantly, of those 40%, so every mm-hmm. other one, of those people, only 8% are actually going to achieve their goals. And Ouch. so. I know. It's pretty interesting, actually. And they did this study and they looked at people, you know, before we're all amped up. We make our New Year's resolutions. They brought John down, followed up with them months later and saw how many people actually followed through or did it. So it was well, interesting. Good for those 8%. So when I say you're going to fail, Addy, that means... Yes, you said that. You are in that 8%. You're not in that 8%, excuse me. But we're going to hope you are in that 8%. So really when I said the focus of the day is why you're going to fail at your New Year's resolution... We're going to talk about the reasons why most people fail at their New Year's resolutions, and then we're going to try to help correct that and tell you what you need to do to be successful in the new year. How to win. How to win. Okay. So um, I looked at another survey, which so this is interesting as well, um, a survey from USA.gov. Now, this might not be super surprising, but I always like to back up things with statistics. They looked at what the top New Year's resolutions were, so they had people individually and they said if they had more than one they just said give me your top new year's resolution okay Mm -hmm. so the number one reason can you guess what it is addy guess lose weight lose weight of course Mm -hmm. we probably could have guessed that okay so 23 percent said they want to lose weight a quarter that's That's a a quarter that's a lot yep okay number two get fit okay so number two is get fit so whatever that means but improve your fitness right so that's a little bit less specific so it could also encompass some part of losing weight it might not Correct. But I think it's important. And I love the fact that Americans know that, you know, we need to get fit. We need to lose weight. These are good. That was 19%. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three. What do you think number three is? Eat healthy food. You got it. Okay. Eat your greens. Eat your spinach. Eat your greens. So that was number three. That was 12%. So they know they need to improve their diet. That is a good solid Mm -hmm. one. So, um, you know, and then we'll go for the fourth and fifth. The the next one was save money. That was 9%. Mm -hmm. And then manage stress. That was about 8%. And there's still about another quarter that were, you know, could be all across the board. All, people, yeah, all sorts of different You things. know, everyone has their own New Year's resolutions. But the thing that stuck out to me the most is, is that you're looking here about somewhere around almost half of all people has something to do with health or nutrition or fitness mm-hmm. in their New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. That's really big, right? Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And we love this. You know, we're in the fitness industry. We're, you know, fitness-minded people. That makes me really excited and really happy. So I love the fact that well, people want to do that. Because that's the first step is to make sure that you're thinking about it, that you know that it's something you want to do. Absolutely. So that's great. Now, the part that I don't like so much is that 8% of these people are actually of making the half it happen. of the people are actually going to make it happen. And that just kills me because... 
I would love to see that percentage go it just way wounds higher. You. Just it's stabs like a, you straight through oh, the heart. Dagger in the heart. Terrible. So what we want to do through this episode is make sure that you are not one of those people that fails on it, and we're going to help you get through it by telling you why the you're going to fail. The that reasons you will why fail. you're going to fail. Okay, well let's have a taste of your own medicine then, Kyle. The All number right. one reason that you're going to fail. Oh damn. Kyle yes. Fisson. Okay, what is it? What's the number one Is because reason? your resolution is not either specific, simple, or you made too many resolutions. Okay, yeah, this is, I, I like this one. This is it. I mean, you know, how specific are you going to be? You know, for example, number one, what's the biggest number one goal? I want to lose weight. Right. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah, that's how not, much, that's how not much specific do you want to lose? All. How In much what do you want to lose? In what time frame? Right. Because if I say, you know, Addy, I really want to lose weight, you're like, Great. But mm-hmm. if I say, Addy, I want to lose five pounds in the next month or in the next day or in the next year. Those Hopefully are very not specific. The next day. Hopefully not in the next day. I'm not saying but right. That's if they're too right. general, then it's like, all right, where where do you go from there? How can you possibly lay okay. a game plan if you don't know? What so you're doing? make it specific, okay? Make your resolutions specific. Not I want to lose weight, but I would like to lose, you know, a certain amount of pounds, certain percent of my body weight and over a, a time frame. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next one is it's not simple enough, right? right? And so it gets a little bit too complicated. So simple doesn't have to mean easy, right? We say this all the time in class, right? It can be simple, but that doesn't make it easy. Losing weight is hard, no matter how you take it. Right. But but losing weight in a specific amount of weight, that's a simple New Year's resolution. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it's, it's, you want it to be simple, but not so simple that you can't have a plan, right? If it's not specific, but you also don't want it to be like ridiculously complex, like to the point where you're like, complicated or I like this. (laughs) I don't want to eat carbs. I only want to eat carbs on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Tuesday and Thursday. I'm not going to eat any sugar, and I'm only going to drink on the weekends, but only one weekend out of every six months that lands on the full moon cycle of, right, it's not. Right. That's like way It's very complicated. I have a friend that is is key, key about doing these things and making these super complicated things, right? I'm going to go to the gym on these days a week, and it's like this whole list of things. One, that's just... It's, it's not realistic. How do you even remember How it? do you remember it? It's not realistic. And, and don't make it too complicated. Make the final goal simple. It might be complex to get there, but make it simple so it's really focused and straightforward. And then the last one you mentioned is don't make too many resolutions, okay? If you've got 15 resolutions coming down, you know, you're not necessarily going to keep them all. And it makes it really easy. If you've got a list of 15 resolutions and then all of a sudden you know to the person, oh, whatever, I did that. I got 14 left. I got 13 left. It makes them less meaningful. When so, things are like all across the map. And I think totally. that, that it's like true in so many parts of your life when you try to split your focus between a million things, yep. you're not giving any of them the attention they really deserve. Right. So it's the same thing with if you decide that you're going to make a big positive change, right? Because that's what a resolution is, is you're trying to make a, a genuine positive change in your life and if you're trying to make 15 of them kyle's exactly right they're going to fall off the map and you're not even going to remember that you made one in the first place and right. you don't really get to honor any of them totally so I, I would say you know same thing is, is that doesn't mean you can't have more than one but just make sure you have a couple that are really kind of important to you on that so um with that i think that's you know reason number one so we got that you know resolution not too specific simple and not too many resolutions okay Reason number two, Addison, why you this time are going to fail uh. at your New Year's resolution. Um, Addie, you're going to fail because you're shooting for the moon. But if I shoot for the moon and I miss, I'll land among the stars. <laughs> That's actually not true because the moon is closer than the nearest star, but whatever. So I'm all about going big and shooting for the moon and throwing yourself out there. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. But with that being said, 
is that is make it a challenge for yourself. But not something impossible. But not something impossible. I mean, we hear this a lot. We see this a lot in the health and fitness industry. Right. So you don't want to say something like, I want to lose 60 pounds in two months, or I want to work out every single day of the year and you haven't gotten off the couch in 10 years. Or this one in particular happens a lot, I think, because people come in and they are, to some degree, they have something in their head like, oh, I'm pretty fit. So I'm going to set this goal. Like I want to run. Yeah. yeah, Like I want to run a marathon in two months, but you've never actually run a day in your life. Right. And so you set this goal that seems maybe might to you seem kind of reasonable because in your head you're like, oh, two months is a pretty long time. And then you get down to the daily dirt of like, okay, I need to start running. And then you're like, holy crap, 26 right. miles is really long. Right, right. So And I then mean, you might give up, right? Because you realize that this challenge you set for yourself is kind of insurmountable in the time frame you've set it. Right. So let's be clear. We're all big about setting good goals and, and big goals. But let's make sure they're reasonable, okay? So 60 pounds in two months, that's no, not a reasonable no, goal. That's no, not a reasonable goal, even that. though you might want to. But the thing is, if you set it too high, let's say you lose 60 pounds, you, your goal is at 60 pounds in two months, and you get two weeks in and you've lost two pounds, you may be like, oh, there's no way I'm doing this. It's not going to happen. And then you give up, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you set a more reasonable goal, something like, hey, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds in the next two months if I'm focused, that's much, much more reasonable. Or, hey, mm-hmm. I haven't worked out in 10 years, like you said, Addy. I'm going to shoot for three days a week, and that's going to be my goal. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or I want to run a 5K. I want to start out on a 5K or a, a 10K marathon. and build up to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's set these incremental goals. And I mean, that can be hard at times and frustrating. You Actually, you might not even know. I mean, you might be a fairly fit person. You're not a runner. You may say, hey, I want to run a marathon. And but you don't really know much about it, so go seek out some advice. Mm-hmm. You know, go to those people, those friends, as someone who's done it before. Talk to them. You know, a runner is probably going to tell you it's not maybe the best idea. Mm-hmm. Go talk to a fitness professional. You want to lose weight? See a nutritionist, or come talk to us. Obviously, if you're mm-hmm. one of our members, but get something that's reasonable, and then you can really walk your way through it. And being ambitious is not. It's not a bad thing. And having that goal in your mind, maybe you you say, okay, you know, my, my overall goal might be to lose 60 pounds, but I'm going to say in the next two months, I want to lose 10 to 15. Right. And then you can stop and you can celebrate that little win because it is a win. And then you can start moving towards that bigger goal. So same thing with, you know, if it's a running goal, if it's a workout goal, whatever it may be, like I want I really want to get fit. Say that's your, your non-specific resolution, right? Right. So then you take it to, I want to get fit. Okay, I want to work out three days a week reasonably for the next two months. And then you reevaluate. So it's not that shooting for the moon can't become something that you're on the way to it. But doing it right in the beginning, you can get discouraged so easily because when you don't run a marathon in two months or you, you know, say you were going to work out every day of the year and it's two weeks in and your body's so tired, you can't even stay awake at work. So you don't work out a day. You feel like you've failed, right? right? You feel like you totally failed at this crazy big thing. Right. And then you just shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. So the big goals are okay. I think we agree that that's fine down the road. But set yourself up with something that's bounded by rational, achievable metrics. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the idea. And on that note, Kyle, let me tell you reason number three why you are going to fail. I'm not going to fail. I won't fail. You're going to fail. I'm, I'm not you going to You know why you're going to fail? Why? Because you don't have a plan. Oh, shoot. Yep. So you, so you're saying it's January, let's not say 1st, because I've got the January 1st hangover, but it's January 2nd, it's January 2nd, and I'm all motivated, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, and I don't have a gym membership, I have no nutrition plan, in pl- I have nothing. And nothing's left in your fridge but champagne nothing. and toast. Right. You need a plan, right? This may sound simple, but I can't tell you how many people are like, news resolution, 
I am going to get fit. Okay, well, you need a plan to get fit. You need met- metrics and you need there. So, And um, you need help. Right. You need advice. And that doesn't mean necessarily that everybody needs a personal trainer, right? That's not what no, we're saying. No. But do some research. Talk to some people who know what they're talking about. Right. And figure out where to start. Right. Figure out what step one is so and then help to fit, develop a plan. Right. How are you going to do it? What's your plan? Are you going to run? Are you going to bike? Do you want to join a gym? Are you going to get yep. a gym membership? Is it Are you a thinking, group fitness class? Mm-hmm. Is it do you want to blend right. outside stuff? Do you like to do inside stuff? What stuff do you have experience with? Maybe where do your friends go? Talk to them. You know, yeah. Do some of that research. And then once you find someone who you trust, and this yeah. obviously is what we try to be for our members, is that person and those people who have the expertise and the experience to be able to help you develop that plan. But that's what you really need to do. Right. And that needs to come before January 1st. Do the plan now. If you get the resolution now, get the plan in place now. Um, and, you know, this is one of the things that we do at Rise Up Fitness. You know, so if you're a member here, we do consultations with everyone, right? And we talk to them individually. Well, they might be in the kind of the group fitness and the group plan. We want to get individualized with them because everyone's a little bit different. So you may need to talk to one person. You may need a couple people. You may need to get it out. But that's something that, you know, we is really important that we feel like and we specialize. So we would highly recommend that you got to reach out to someone that you think is, you know, knows what they're talking about is important. Definitely. Yep. Um, and then the other thing to do is to, when you make this plan, set it out with time goals. And I don't mean like I'm going to run for this many minutes. I mean, use your calendar and write down, okay, you know, say you set up this, say you're going to really do the whole new year's thing and January 2nd is when you're going to start it. Right. But now you write down in your calendar. All right. January 2nd, I've got my gym membership. I'm going to my first class that day. And then, okay. January 4th, I've set up my consultation. That's what I'm doing. Okay. You know, January 3rd, I've set out my hour to go shop and make sure that I'm getting my shopping list in order, whatever it is that you need to do, use your calendar and set those things down so that you don't get to January 2nd and go, Oh, well I meant in the new year and technically tomorrow will still be the new year. So maybe I'll right. do it then. I mean, that's really important. And we stress this with our members. Like there's people that are really successful in life, either, you know, in their business and their job, running their own household, everything else. And everything's down to a T, right? They scheduled out meetings. They scheduled out when they're doing this and that with the, you know, the house and the business and, you know, activities and everything else. And they don't take the time to schedule in your workouts and your meal prep and your plans and all that. It's like, Put it on the calendar. Do it. Ingrain it in part of your life. It's important. You know it's important. Mm-hmm. You want to follow through. It's no different than a business meeting. Like you don't just not show up to business meeting. You may have to at times call the business meeting off or postpone it because something came up. But you don't just not you show up. You honor it. You right? honor, you honor, it. honor it. it. And you, you understand that it's something that's important in your life. Right. And it's important not just for you. Like I think some people get hung up on this being a selfish thing and – you know, feeling like, oh, but my hour to go to the gym, like what if my, my kid gets sick or my, someone needs a drop off or, you know, I didn't finish this report or whatever it may be. Who knows? Right. They value everything else above taking this time for themselves. And I'm not saying that I, I would think I know your life well enough to dictate your values to you, but I will tell you that this investment that you're making in yourself is an investment in everything around you as well, that you can only improve your life and thereby the quality of the people's lives around you, your family, your work, your friends by being this better person and taking care of yourself. So let me just say that for everybody who's like toiling with that problem, because I have too, where I'm like, but I have work, but I have school, but I have blank. This needs to be important for you, not just for you and for taking care of yourself, but for taking care of everything in your life. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Oh, I guess. You can tell me I'm going to fail again. Yep. Aye. Every time. Okay, Addie. Why you're going to fail at 
your New Year's resolution. Number four. Okay. You didn't make an investment. Ah. You didn't spend the money. I don't the mean dollar, necessarily dollar dollars. Bills. Dollar dollar bills can be one way of doing it. Time can be another. But you didn't make the investment. Mm. Yeah. And the truth is that the more you invest in something, the more likely you are to fall through. Um, and now to be clear, like I'm not talking about you know spending hundreds of dollars on that damn elliptical machine from Costco that you'll ride three times and then we'll you know collect clothes and it'll but become like, a clothes what about, rack. What about the one that it like has the workouts where you like run through the mountains of whatever? You yeah. know, you know, you know, and you, you use, have like yeah. yeah. Home workout gear is probably the u- least utilized thing on the planet. I've 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 never had it. I'm a fitness person. I've never owned a piece of home workout gear. There's Don't a buy dumbbell. It at Costco. There's a dumbbell under my bed somewhere. The only thing I've actually seen I people use is, is <laughs> the only thing I've actually seen people use regularly is treadmills. That's the only home piece of workout equipment. And that's usually runners who can't run outside because it's like blizzarding freezing. or something. Not yeah. that that happens here. Right. But we see this a lot actually and this is kind of a good example. Um you know we have members who are often very generous. You know member who's you know they love our program. They're in they're a long term member. They come regularly and they're so stoked and motivated by the changes they've seen and how well they've done that they're very generous during the holiday season they buy their friends their family sometimes they even just have a friend coming for a workout and the friends having to hide about signing up for a membership they're like first one's on me just buy it on me it's on me it's on me i'll pay for it i know it's really wonderful it's really wonderful it's, it's one of my favorite things but we've seen this time and time again that person who did not make an investment as silly as it is 99 dollar mm-hmm. investment for an unlimited month of classes as much as you want to come they're not as likely to come as often or continue on after is if they had pulled out their wallet and handed the money over. Because mm-hmm. once you've made the investment, you've you know, told yourself, hey, I'm committing to this. I've paid something up front and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting how we've seen that a lot. And so that's what I say to people is, is like, look, make an investment in your health and fitness. And this also might be time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not just dollars. Like you may be a very, very busy person. And you may need to look and you may have a discussion with your significant other or your family or your kids or whatever and say, look, I am going to invest in myself. I'm going to work an hour less on these days or I'm going to be away. I'm going to get up early on these days. I'm going to be away a little bit away from family because I need this time for myself to make myself healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's an investment. It is an investment. And so you need to invest in yourself on that. And again, this is not not to say that if you, like like we said, buy some sort of crazy $1,200 piece of equipment or you, you get sucked into one of these programs because so many of these are advertising this time of year, this kind of like all in, we're going to change your life, everything we, you know, you all have this and you'll have it that and we'll give you all the Tupperware and all this other kind of stuff. And some of these crazy programs will go, you know, $400, $500, $600, $700, whatever. Some crazy, huge amount of money that for you is, say it's a big, big chunk of change, right? For me, that would be enormous to try and put that much money into something. Make an investment, but not an unreasonable investment, right? You have this expectation that you don't almost don't have to put in anything else, right? Right. You don't expect to have to work even after that because you're like, but I put in all of this. So shouldn't it all just happen? And something reasonable when it's like, look, I'm, I'm putting this amount towards my health. And we really, I like to call it like a healthcare investment when you pay a gym membership or when you pay a little bit more for better food. I know. What's, or the, something what's the average like health care premium these days? Is, it's something, something insane. Anyway, it's probably between, let's say, four and $600 a person right. is probably what most people are paying, whether it's through your company or whether mm-hmm. yourself, right? You're paying four and $600 a month in, in health care, right? And people squawk at paying, you know, in $150 a month for a trainer that knows your name, knows your ability, and you can take it, literally take an hour class 
every day. And so that's kind of like... Or two. Right. And so when we say four, three like, or four. it's a health investment to pay for a, me- a membership like that, we you know totally believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the idea is, is that make an investment, but make a reasonable investment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, which I totally agree with. In the new year, I've seen people like spend $600 on an eight-week program and it's nutrition and it's this and it's that. And they're like, you know what? I need to take care of myself. And I love the attitude. Yeah, I love, love, love I the love I'm going for I love how they're diving it. in and they're crazy and they're going in and they think that they're going to go eight weeks. They're going to change their life. And then they don't have another $600 to do the another eight weeks, understandably, most people, mm-hmm. right? And so then they're like, well, I'm good. I feel better. I feel great. And then they just go back to their old habits. Where it's make an investment, but mm-hmm. do something that you can do for an ongoing basis and think about it as a year investment. This is a New Year's resolution for the new year. How much can you afford for a gym membership monthly? Like if you took that $600 or that, you know, maybe you're in the first couple months, you're paying $100, $80 to $100 an hour for a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Let's split that up to group classes or an investment in, you know, a gym membership, or let's say you're a swimmer, master, sw- something mm-hmm. like that. If yeah. you went that direction. And I think the other thing to remember is that in the new year, a lot of people like look, take a look at their finances, right? It's you've just maybe in the holidays, you've spent some extra money traveling on gifts, all these other things. So people kind of take a hard look at their finances. And I think one of the things you can look at too, and not to say that everybody has this wiggle room, but when you're thinking about the things that are important to you, think about prioritizing some of the things that are more important. Right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm contrary to popular belief. I am a young person <laughs> such as they refer to. And I have a lot of young friends who, you know, easily could spend this much money and do spend this much money. And I'm not judging them uh, because I have done the same, but could spend the amount of a gym membership easily in a weekend of going out, of having brunch, of having lunch, of having drinks, whatever it may be, right? right. Going to a concert, going to whatever. And that's not to say that you sh- those things aren't important and you shouldn't have those in your life too. Right. But think about, oh, you know, the other night I was like feeling kind of lazy and I decided that I would order a pizza instead of cooking. And that pizza was 20 bucks or 25 bucks, including delivery. That's a quarter of your intro month right there or even more. Right. So it's just thinking about looking at those and just saying, okay, you know what, what things are important and what things can I I wiggle around? In a few hours, in a few hours, you know, um, you're, you know, out with friends in downtown and let's say you're like, you know, in some like wine tasting or, you know, not that you shouldn't have fun like we're saying, but like in the grand scheme of excuse me, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, that 150 bucks, you can definitely budget and do that. Yeah, like you can maybe give up one of those weekends. One of those weekends a month. And, and you can like, literally work out Have every a $6 day bottle of wine at home with your girlfriends. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, that's just, it's a time to look at it. Addy, Addy, you know. let's get classy. $8 bottle of wine. Sorry, $8. There. Second shelf up? Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to tell you how you're going to fail again. You ready? Oh, God. Number five. Okay. You are going to fail because... You didn't tell your friends or family or make it public in any way. You've kept it inside your brain and you didn't tell anybody you were doing it. That's actually not true because when I was partying. Because you're a classic oversharer. No. Because (laughs) when I was partying on New Year's Eve, I posted on my Twitter feed or my Instagram or my Facebook what my New Year's resolution was. But I guess I deleted it January 1st when I realized what I had written down. When you were like, wait, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I'm not I can't actually going to follow through on that. So I've seen this a lot. I love it on New Year's Eve. I love asking people what their New Year's resolutions are. I love talking about it. And people have these grand things like either it was, it was a good year, but I'm going to make it better. It was a crappy year and next year is going to be better. And they're all got these great ideas, right? But when it comes down to it is they, they don't put it out boat. there in January. I'm finally going to build that boat. Wait, is that inside a glass bottle or like a real boat? Like a real boat. You're going to build a real like boat? A bi- no, not me. Oh. Okay. Maybe I will, though. All right. We'll get Ask him- me in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, getting back to our topic here, 
you didn't tell your friends and family to make it public. I think that's a good idea. Like, share your goal with your family and friends. It's that accountability. The more you put that out there and the more you tell people what you want to do is not only does that hold you accountable because they may ask you about it, but it also, um, you know, it, well, first of all, it holds you accountable, right? And the second that's thing is- That's a number that you cannot underestimate no, the power of all. being held accountable. Right. But they're also going to offer support and everything else. So let's, you know, say we had a, a reasonable goal, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to run a 10K. And I'm going to do that, you know, in the first two or three months of the year, you know, and you tell that to, you know, five, six, seven, eight people, right? Or your whole gym or whatever it is. Or you sign up for it and tell people. Ooh, and you sign up for it and <sighs> post it on Facebook, right? Those are the accountability. That's what really works. But even better, I mean, if you can find someone who has a similar goal to you or the same goal as you, because a lot of people, you know, we we saw this, 23% of people wanted to lose weight, right? Yeah or get fit or whatever, what have you. So find someone or a couple of friends, you know, uh, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's someone in your family, maybe it's just some friends, maybe it's someone at work who's going to have this goal and be your accountability partner with you. Yeah. So if your goal were something, contagious too. it is contagious. If your goal were something along the line of like, um, I want to eat healthier, maybe you and your coworker both decide you're going to pack lunch every day of the week or four days out of the week. And maybe you have one day where you guys like get your usual lunch together. Say. Right. And then you guys are both doing this. Got and then partner. you have every day you get to be like, oh, what did you bring? What did you bring? Like, so if you're the- in the break room eating donuts and be like, what the heck? I packed my lunch. I thought this was a packed. Like, you know, seriously. Come yeah. on, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> Helen. Who's Helen? I don't know. I don't have any friends named Helen. I apologize to all the Helens out there. <laughs> no, but it gets contagious too. I mean, we have a group of people at the gym. We're not a running focused gym, but we really encourage people to kind of go outside their comfort zone, get out and do things, sign up for races, do different things. And face we have, their fears. Yeah, face their fears. Um, we have a group of people that are want to do a, a half marathon. Now they already signed up for it. So it's in May, right? And it's really cool to have seen that group sign up for it. And it was like one person signed up for it, and then another person convinced another person, another person, another person, another person. So all of a sudden, you got a big group of people that want to do it, and it's because they're all getting there. Now, mind you, in January or when they start actually going and running, when you've got a group of eight people and they're all doing it, it's a lot easier than, hey, I signed up for a race by myself. Oh, I really got it. You really should start, right? You've got mm-hmm. other people there to keep kind of keep you motivated. And it's definitely just um, – it's good to have somebody to lift you up, to just yeah. like help you along on the road because sometimes you will – that the what's the phrase i'm like something rough seas or sailors or a good sailor was never made by calm seas or something you know what i'm talking about right there's going to be bumps in the road and one of the biggest things that happens with new year's resolutions people fail because they failed once a little bit and then they stopped yeah and that's with anything that's with any goal that's not just new year's resolutions and so when you have a stumble with, you know, say it's, it is a, a training program for a run or something and you miss a run because maybe you got a cold and you missed your, your runs for a week because you were in bed the whole week and you by yourself might just go, oh man, you know, I just, I already missed this week and I feel really crappy and I, you know what, I just, you talk yourself out of it. You say, I'm just totally. not going to be ready. You got that accountability. But if you have a buddy, if you have a partner, if you have accountability, you're like, okay, that happened. And now I still have two and a half months of training totally. left and I can totally do this. Yep. You know, so tell everyone, you know. And actually, this kind of leads into that's a good idea. I just like, stop like people one. on the street. Stop Tell people them on the street. To. Uh, this kind of leads us into our next one. Um, reason number six. Okay, Addy, you are going to fail at your New Year's resolution because you didn't believe you could do it. You didn't I believe in yourself. Believe. 
<laughs> that I'm sorry. It's from Book of Mormon. So more, I said I was going to do that, and he didn't believe me. Oh man! So more often than not, um, people who fail to keep their New Year's resolutions blame it on their lack of willpower. So they kind of did a study and looked at this, and if they say, "Why did you fail?" It was my lack of willpower. Now, I know it's really hard. It's hard when you're out and everyone's eating pizza to have that willpower saying, like, no, I'm not going to eat or whatever it is. But in these surveys, um, people said that uh, said re- repeatedly that if they had more to self-determination and they would be able to overcome the hurdles and achieve their goals. So it's kind of about that self-determination really believing that you could do it. And this goes a little bit in what Addy was saying, which I really agree with, is like, you know, we do fall off just because you have a little hiccup here or there doesn't mean you totally fail. We're human people and things won't be perfect. And, you know, we we had all this hullabaloo about making a plan and plans are really important. But we know sometimes plans go awry or they get they get um, a wrench thrown in them or whatever it is. But having that all of these tools together, having that ability to come back from whatever that hiccup is will will be the thing that allows you to succeed in the long run right and as corny as it is right it's it's that saying right if at first you don't succeed try try try, try again yeah and it, it's it's so true and it's so we don't give ourselves enough credit when we do that because a lot of us do it all the time we do it for things that we have to do right right we do it for things that you know maybe you had the worst day on planet earth and you just want to stay in bed for the rest of your life because it's that bad. We've all had that day, right? But you get up in the morning and what do you do? You get up and you go to work oh, yeah. or you shower or you eat breakfast, whatever it is, because you have to, you literally must keep your life going. Right. And so we don't give ourselves enough credit for the fact that you have this inside you to be able to do that. Right. And I, I think people forget it. The most successful people fail often. And so what they don't fail long term, but they fail often, meaning they try something, it doesn't work. They try something else, it doesn't work. They try something else, it doesn't and when you have all those failures, and again, 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 and then you, but you keep at it, you have that tenacity, and you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like when you succeed, you don't remember about the ten times you failed. You remember about the one time, right? You know, so if you, I mean, if you looked at me and like we had to use this example earlier, and you said, or we use this example, I should say, is like, okay, I'm going to work out three times a week, right? And so mm-hmm. you're good, right? You get the first three, four, five weeks in, three times a week, you're feeling better. You were sore as hell in the beginning, but now you're doing better. And all of a sudden, you hit a, a really big flu, and you literally can't get out of bed. You can't go to work, can't do anything, right? And mm-hmm. you miss your workouts, okay? Does that mean that you're done, your New Year's resolution's over? Well, did you fail? Well, I guess technically you can look at it as, yeah, you failed. That's yeah. fine. I mean, did you, you follow failed. the plan? No, you didn't Not follow exactly. the plan. But-, but get back up because you've made progress and you've made work. When you get over that flu the next week, get back on. Just because you didn't have it every single week for the whole year doesn't mean you still shouldn't keep moving forward. And when you get to three, four, five, six months down the road and you've done this, you're not going to remember about the one week in February that you were sick, right? Mm -hmm. So don't just give up. Try again. Get back. Or, you know, another thing I like to say is set a new goal, right? And get that focus, you know? So just keep moving forward. I think that's a big... Right. And and a lot of times I think we, we live in an era where we see so much success all the time. You know, it's all over Instagram. It's all over Facebook. We see these kind of perfect lives and all sorts of things. And I think it's important to remember that that those successes didn't come without their own failures. And um, right. a lot of times I just think back on this because I used to, I don't, I don't so much anymore, but I used to write songs. Um, and I still have friends who were avid songwriters and are beautiful in my opinion. Um, but we used to talk about this and 
we read quotes from like these people have hit songs, right? Like crazy on the radio hits. And they go, do you know how many songs I threw in the bin before I got that song? Right. Before I wrote totally. that song. Yeah. And so I think it's just important to, or how many, how many novels did the best novelists start before they finally got one that was published? Right. You know, and, um, I think we, we, you said this once before the definition of lunacy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. But remember that when you try to continue on with a plan that you set, you're not doing the same thing over and over again. You're not doing something that's, you know, you're not being a lunatic when you get up off the ground and you dust yourself off and you keep going. Right. The definition of doing something something over again is, hey, I set a New Year's resolution. I tried it for two weeks and then I gave up and then I did it again the next year and then yep. I did it again the next year and then exactly. change it this year. Change it this year. Exactly. Okay. So I think those are our big six reasons for why you are going to fail. And hopefully by this point, you are not going to fail at your New yes. Year's resolutions. Let's quickly review. Yes. Okay. Number one, your resolution is not specific, simple, or you made too many resolutions. Yep. Number two, you're shooting for the moon. Too high and too short a time. Reason number three, you don't have a plan. You are planless and flailing. Reason number four, you didn't make an investment. Reason number five, you didn't tell your family or friends or make it public. And lastly, reason number six, you didn't believe you could do it. Well, I think that's good. Hopefully you had notes. You're jotting that down. If not, you can rewind and listen to us say it again. But, and um, again. Hopefully and again, help and again, you. and again. If you are in Santa Barbara and you need some help and support, which a lot of people do, you know, we're always there to reach out for you. Um, but one little thing before I sign off, I think we have to cover this because, um, you know, the number three on statistics, remember, we the top three news resolutions were lose weight, get fit, and eat healthy food. So mm-hmm. Addie and myself, um, you know, for us, Let's be honest, you know, we're not looking to lose a bunch of weight. Um, we always want to improve and get more fit. So I know always. that's part of it always, but always. we are fairly fit. This is not something that's new to us and we eat fairly healthy. So again, we can all, all oh, we can always improve in all these three areas. Best. We do our best, but these would not best, be focused on our new year's resolution. So I know you guys are dying to hear because we, I don't think we can get this program saying what they are, are, they must be dying to hear new year's resolutions. What so are your new year's resolutions? I need to go now? first here. Yes. Well, do you, first of all, do you habitually make new year's resolutions? Okay. And so, if so, what are they? This is interesting because I do not, even though this is the topic, habitually make new year's resolutions. Okay. So there's a difference here. Okay. I am not a believer that January 1st starts anything new. That now I don't I don't discount or tell anybody they shouldn't make New Year's resolutions because some for some people it's a really good time. So I think of more in terms of I like to set yearly goals. I think that's a really good thing. Like what do I want to achieve in the new year? I don't think there's anything special about January one. And I'm not a person in my personality if I think something needs to change or something needs to do is to wait till January first because it's some magical day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I like to reflect at the year of what's happened. You subscribe to the Mayan calendar. The Mayan calendar. No, but I probably should. Um, Chinese New Year? (laughs) And I like to look at what we're doing for the next year. So I like to look at what I am. So I have a couple, I have a lot of goals and a lot of things I want to achieve next year. Um, But let me just run through a few because you that don't have anything to do with necessarily, um, you know, losing weight or those topics we talked about is one I was, you know, a couple years ago is the last really competitive race I did um, that I was focused in, in a competitive atmosphere is 2000. Uh, 15. Are you competitive? Uh, no, not at all. Groundbreaking. No competitive. Um, that was when I went to world championships for triathlon and I haven't raced at a high level since then. So one of my resolutions next year is to get back, um, and doing some high level racing. Now, maybe not at the world championship level, not necessarily looking to do that, but I would like to get back and get fit. And I feel like I have some time now to really dedicate. And I kind of so miss that competition. So you would say you're not shooting for the moon? 
I'm not shooting for the moon. Right I'm not now. necessarily with a three year old and a new business. I'm not necessarily trying to get my best results ever. You don't want to do like championship Ironman in two months. I do not want to do uh, Ironman World Championships in two months. It's in October anyway, but still. Whatever. Whatever. No, I don't. I want to get back to competitive racing. I want to do well. So that's my goal of kind of getting back and making me feel good and setting realistic goals on that. Um, and then also, um, we are obviously operating a new business and where things are going very well, but we have, without getting too specific and boring you, we have a lot of, you know, fun goals with, um, our new business set up for the new year. And we're really excited for that next year. Um, and one of the ones I just want to share with you is we we're talking about this, um, just a little bit earlier is that, and Addie has her own, but we were, um, we're excited that we've been, uh, donating. We've been, um, bringing up a lot of causes and trying to yes. donate a lot of money. Yes. So Being a, really- a good business, a good hearted Right. Um, business for our community that gives back has been really, really huge right. for us. So we do a beneficiary every month and we decided that and we didn't wait till January to do it necessarily, but we want to continue that and we'll do a, a different beneficiary every single month for the entire next year and be able to give back. And that's using our, uh, having our members help us, um, basically, you know, f- raise money for our cause and also mm-hmm. as our own business is giving back. So I think yeah, that's really Kind good. of being a lightning rod for, um, yeah for our cause it's just really important uh, because we have such an incredible community and it's just really important to to give back to the world and to the community at large so okay so Addie, are you a habitual new year's resolution maker and give me what your new year's resolution or resolutions are um i definitely have a few diaries from like junior high school filled with new year's resolutions um oh yeah i have a lot i I used to keep a lot of diaries actually um (laughs) well actually writing more is one of them but in general mine tend to be um, I have a couple specific goals that honestly I haven't really worked on in my head all that much. Well, you got about 15 days to do it and we said get specific I know. and make I know, a plan. I know, I know, Um, well, specifically too, there are other things that I, um, I find myself as a person that I tend to be kind of a workaholic and that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, when you enjoy your work because I do, uh, but there are a lot of other things that I need to in order to balance out my life specifically kind of force myself to focus on because when I do, I really enjoy them and they bring me a lot of enrichment. Right. And um, the good news is that you, we should have some time. You should have some yeah, time. Yeah. And so, year. and, but it's, it's even so like it, the workaholic doesn't necessarily come from, Oh, I I'm drowning and I have so much to do. It's more like who I am. I've always been that way. I'm always yeah. like, what more can I do? And so when it was school, that's what I did in school. And when it's work, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what job I did. Um, and I've had a few of them, you know, even when I was working in retail sales, I was like, how many more shifts can I pick up? You know, it's that, that's the kind of person I am. And so, um, resolving to kind of do more things that make me happy. So make more bread, um, get better at working with pastry. I really like to bake. Um, so our news resolution was Lose weight and get fed. Addie's is exactly the opposite. Well, no, I'm I just joking. I'm just joking. Addie makes amazing baked um, goods. She's in the town I haven't made a bunch of bread, so I'd really like to make more bread, make more pastry. Um, and I just, I like to think about um, just checking in about being a good person, being a good human, which sounds really silly, but um, there are like sort of small actionable things that you can do all the time and um, things like stopping for a second when you are frustrated with someone because the frustration might not actually come from them and what they're doing. It comes from your reaction to them. Um, or, you know, be kinder to people on the street. Don't get so mad at people who are rude when they're driving. <laughs> right. You know, things like that. It, I should it, definitely work on that one. It just drives me absolutely insane, but right. I just so try just, to take a deep breath. You yeah. know, and, um, part of that being a good human too is, is our business giving back because that's been really important to me personally. Um, you know, kiss more dogs, hug more cats, um, save all the orangutans. I'm getting, I get off track, but you know, in, in general, I try to 
make those things kind of exist in my life all the time. And then when I when I uh, loop down those specific goals, because that half marathon he mentioned has been swirling around in my head, um, then I will let you guys know. Cool. Well, come talk to us. So you've got a little bit of time before we uh, have the new year. So if you want to know mm-hmm. our resolutions, uh, we would love to hear yours, share yours with us. But we will um oh no we're happy obviously uh to always be there for you if your goals have to do with yep. health fitness or nutrition we're there to help you out we want or you baking to i mean year. hey i'll help you out with that if i can but um you know all these things that we've said we've advised you to go you know seek help to seek someone who can help you make a plan someone who has yeah. the expertise and experience and in saying that we we want to be that resource for you if you think it would help um, and we did tell we, you we why you were going to fail, but our goal is to have you to actually help you be in that eight percent that succeed. So that's really what our well, goal is. Well, we just told you why you would fail, Kyle. That's true. You didn't, you didn't tell our listeners they were going to fail. No, I just told you you were. You want to be in that eight percent that's going to succeed. Yes, we all be do. the be the eight percent. No, but we really want to help you guys get there. So if we can help in any way, let us know. Reach yeah. out to us, and we will talk to you guys in the new year. Very in the soon. new year. Thanks. Thanks.